0: I heard the sound of an engine approaching. It was the Forestry Commission guy in his crew cab pickup. ''Where the hell did you get to?'' he shouted, leaning out of his window. ''I've been waiting for you for half an hour.'' ''I must have missed the turn-in,'' I confessed. ''Your people have been trying to get in touch with you.'' He let me try his radio, but the weirdness had got to it too. An earful of feedback and static. ''It could be important.'' I'm going to have to go down the hill to call in, I told him, climbing back into my car. What about my bulldozer? He shouted after me. I'll be back, I lied. It was time to cut altruism adrift. Perhaps, I prayed as I drove, they were calling in to say that they had nailed my man, so that I could forget about him and the veterinary equivalent of pincer pliers that he was using to crimp the vassar deferentia of badger-faced Welsh mountain-tap lambs, The bastard was selective, just that one breed, no others. And he could get close to them. He obviously knew his way around sheep and how to handle them. I was supposed to be the good guy and they ran away from me. I pulled off the road as soon as the signal bars on my mobile phone showed a flicker of life. I looked at the skyline, clouds thickening and graying up in the southwest. I never used to do this in the city, There, weather was something that trailed on in after the television news. Out here, I had discovered that it was useful to know what degree of wetness to expect. I called in. DCS Glyn Capaldi, someone's been trying to reach me. Sergeant Capaldi, the dispatcher gasped, but it wasn't hero worship as I was soon to learn. It was excitement. She was making her first real dead corpse transmission. Detective Chief Inspector Jones wanted us to get a message through to you. She took in a deep savouring breath. There's a possibility that human remains have been discovered. He would like you to get to the site as soon as possible and he will call you there. I'll inform him that you are on your way now, shall I, sir? Whoa, 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 I said, trying to rein her in before she cut me off in her eagerness to get back to Bryn Jones. You better tell me where I'm supposed to be going, sorry, sir. It's Comcastinant, sweetheart. I cut in over a big moment as gently as I could. Could you just give me the coordinates? My sat nav system doesn't speak Welsh yet. It was the construction site for a wind farm not that far from Dinas. I turned off the main road into a small level-bottomed valley with the ubiquitous tufts of forestry plantation on the surrounding hills looking like a fungal disease. The river was shallow and wide and looked grander than it was. The fields were peppered with moraine boulders and the occasional sprawl of waste from old lead workings. The track ran up a narrow cum that curved round on itself, cutting off my view of the valley. It was of recent construction, crushed stone professionally laid and rolled with proper culverts and drainage. Around another bend the cum widened and levelled out onto a small, marshy plateau below the main ridge. I'd arrived at the construction site, temporary buildings on jacks, parked cars, a couple of crew carrier pickups with the company logo, and diggers, rollers and earthmovers standing idle. For a whimsical moment, I wondered whether my lost bulldozer could have run away from home to take up with the circus. I drove up slowly, aiming for the knot of people and the marked police car parked above the site huts. I assessed as I got closer. Earth and stone pushed into low mounds from where they were excavating for roadways and turbine bases. Piles of fresh stone and drainage pipes waiting to go down. A lot of mud and a lot of dirty water standing and running. The two uniformed cops were talking to a couple of civilians beside the roughly rectangular outline of one of the base excavations. One of the civilians I noted, trying not to be surprised, was unmistakably female. The remainder of the onlookers all sight workers by the look of them, were congregated on my side of the police car. The big uniform with a bolt-on starling moustache, Emrys Hughes, was the local sergeant, an old-school upcountry cop who resented what he had taken to be my intrusion onto his parish. The fact that I had never had any choice in the matter hadn't cut any ice. I recognised his sidekick, a young constable, but couldn't put a name on him. Emrys turned away from the two civilians and made a show of watching my approach. Not quite tapping his feet, but definitely playing a man whose patience was being stretched. He bent his head and whispered something to his partner. Both then made a point of staring at me and grinning. They shouldn't have. Now I was going to have to overcompensate. I got out of the car and looked slowly around, not focusing on anything.